This is Archive Atlanta, episode 150, Moving Day and Podcast Update. You're listening to Archive Atlanta, a history podcast where each week I'll be sharing a story about the people, places, and events that shape the history of the city of Atlanta. I'm your host, local tour guide, and total history nerd, Victoria Lemos. Hey everyone, happy Friday. So I know that two weeks ago I ended my episode with this teaser about like podcast news coming soon, stay tuned, and then I didn't say anything. So sorry about that. But what I wanted to share was that I wanted to change the format just a little bit. It's been three years and three months of producing a 15-20 minute podcast almost every week. And I truly did not think I would still be churning these out and not even close to running out of ideas. But as the podcast has grown, so have my opportunities to do really cool projects like private research projects, lots of new walking tours, all these other fun opportunities. And that's still on top of working a full-time day job and having a family. And so I didn't want to burn out. I wanted to keep this going and I wanted to make it more sustainable. And I'd been thinking about like, how can I do this? You know, how can I, how can I do this without changing the frequency? Because I really love having a weekly podcast and I didn't want to give you less episodes a month. So I spoke to someone the other day on the phone that suggested to alternate full episodes with mini episodes. And it was like, ah, uh, the skies parted, the angel sang. Okay, I'm being dramatic here, but really, it's like I had never thought about it. It really clicked. If you didn't know about my Patreon page, my goal there was to produce mini episodes for monthly contributors as a thank you. And that proved to be really time consuming and almost impossible to keep up with. And then I would fall in love with these mini stories and I would fret about how they were behind a paywall. Um, you know, I don't, I want everything to be free and accessible. And then I would borrow from them over the years when I was like, you know, really needed an episode quickly. And so anyway, this week I'm changing things. I'm going to still have episodes that come out every Friday but they will alternate between quote unquote full length and minis. And minis can be you know anything from five to 10 minutes around somewhere between there. This lets me have some breathing room to, dare I say, catch up and do my episodes not the day before they air. But more importantly, I get to share more incredible Atlanta history that might not fill up a 20 minute episode. So I get a lot of requests for specific buildings can you do this or can you do the Met? And I'm still trying, but it's impossible sometimes to fill 15 minutes with one structure. And that's why minis are perfect. Um, they are also the perfect place to cover people from Atlanta's history that, you know, there's not a lot of historic people that can really fill a 20 minute episode, but they still have cool stories. Also perfect for minis. Um, I'm just super excited. I have so many topics on the mini list that I get to work on now. Now, for my Patreon people, I am coming up with new ideas on like new perks how to say thank you for your monthly contribution so probably something like early access to episodes uh, maybe some free tours um at the very least i am mailing those podcast stickers that i made like nine months ago that i've never mailed so watch out in your mailboxes those are coming for you so this week we're kicking off the first mini episode week with the short story of moving day what is moving day you ask it was the one day per year that every single lease in the city of Atlanta expired and every single renter moved into their new place. And if that sounds chaotic to you, it definitely was. But before we get to Atlanta, we need to talk about New York City. And that's because the idea of moving day was a New York City tradition that dated all the way back to the colonial era. 
On February 1st, which was often called rent day, landlords would give notice of what the rent increases were and or if they were going to renew their agreements. And so the idea is that the tenants spent the entire spring looking for new homes or apartments. And then on May 1st at 9 a.m., all leases simultaneously expired. Just imagine, you know, thousands of people moving at the exact same time. Apparently, this was not that much of a harebrained idea because cities across America and even Canada had similar traditions. In Atlanta, our moving day was September 1st, and we were doing it, from what I can tell, from at least the start of the 1880s. The way it worked was, like I said earlier, you had spring to go out, look for apartments or homes, you know, hunt for what you needed, um, find something, hopefully enjoy the summer, and then you could prepare for the big move. So imagine the streets of Atlanta crammed with wagons loaded with everything you owned, everything inside your house on a wagon. And then as automobile technology progressed, you would often see furniture vans like amidst the horses and the wagons. And this was as chaotic as expected, mainly because if you did not plan ahead and secure a wagon for September 1st, you were SOL. And each house often had two wagons or vans. So there would be one for the family moving in and one for the family moving out. They were also followed by telephone crews like right behind them. So they would adjust the lines and then right behind them would be the gas and electric utility workers. And really any vendor or business that dealt with home goods like furniture people, mattress manufacturers, if it was in your home, it had a part in moving day. And then even companies that didn't directly sell home goods used moving day as advertisements because of course they would, right? Um, My favorite was an ad for St. Jacob's Oil. And the way the ad was like, um, you know, moving day sucks for the head of households. And, you know, as as you're moving that bureau up the stairs and your wife is down there yelling you not to tear the wallpaper, you're gonna hurt your back. So make sure you use our St. Jacob's Oil. There was a really funny article uh, in 1911 about how modern apartments in that year, they were starting to have lower ceilings, but people were still moving with their like old four-poster antique beds and grandfather clocks, and it was becoming a huge issue for moving companies. There was also an ad from Edwin Ansley, and he was calling for more houses to rent. So interestingly enough, these rental companies would just be wiped clean on moving day, and then they needed, you know, more stock for people to move in next year. I found some mentions in 1915 that maybe moving day was extended to a couple weeks if we needed. Um, There was also like a complaint from Atlanta Gaslight for people to like, please fill out your transfer form before you move because we cannot do everything in one day. But really the tradition held strong well into the 20s and 30s and 40s. Now in 1929, city council enacted an ordinance that would require moving companies to obtain a permit three days before moving day. And within hours, they freaked out. There was an injunction filed by, um, I think it was Cathiert, Cathiert something, Van and Storage, uh, and John Woodside Storage. And so their defense is that there is so much work to do on September 1st, we cannot wait for a permit. And in that year alone, it was estimated that five to 8,000 of Atlanta's 61,000 families would be shuffling homes on moving day. 
1932, Harry Zabin of Zabin Storage and Van Company wrote an op-ed that suggests moving away from a single specific moving day. And he kind of was like, why, why are we doing this? You know, some years it coincides with Labor Day, and then some years it coincides with the same day that school starts. And so the school system is actually having a problem where it couldn't accurately estimate how many kids would be attending the school because people had not moved into their homes yet. In 1939, one of our most famous residents, Margaret Mitchell, participated in Moving Day herself, where she moved from her Petrie Street apartment, where she wrote her famous book, um, and she had lived in there for 14 years. There were mentions of Moving Day, I found, all the way into the late 60s, but by the mid-70s, the practice had faded to time. So there you have it, the short story of Atlanta's Moving Day. If you have someone that, an older relative that might have been, you know, moving in the 30s, 40s, or 50s, ask them if they did this. Thank everyone for listening. Remember to leave a rating and or a review. Um, You can also visit the Patreon link in the show notes to support the podcast, and I will send you a sticker. I hope everyone has a great weekend. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. I am going to take off next week. I'm going to be with my family um, at my brother's house in Florida, but I will be back in December with a full-length episode. <laughs>